The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Hello, and welcome to Snapdragon Duplex, Marks and Shaggers, ladies and gentlemen, fans and family. You're probably thinking, whoa, wait a minute, why is Randy on just now? Usually this would be a week where Randy sends to Mikey and Mikey does it all. And you're right, that is usually what happens during this time. But Randy fucked up. Randy tried to edit Randy's clip. And Randy deleted the whole fucking thing by accident. The file got corrupt. I got raging. So Mikey's going to be busy over the weekend. He's having a wee fun time away. And I said, you do your bit, send it to me. I'm still in the fucking sunny, sunny North Sea. Send your stuff to me. I'll react to you. And we'll take it from there. I'll do all the work. Don't worry, mate. I'll get it. I'm on it. You enjoy yourself. So with that, let's kick off. Mikey, how are you? And what has Dynamite got in store for us tonight? Hello, all you beautiful, sweaty marks out there. You glorious, glorious shaggers. I'm Mikey Mac. This is episode 27? 27. 27 of Snapdragon Duplex. And we're covering Dynamite from the 18th of June. Randy Phil, that glorious man, is away offshore just now and I'm at home. So, we are doing reactions to each other's reactions. Without further ado, let's start the fucking show. So, we have the opening match. Wardlow versus Jake Hager in a cage fight. Yes. A worked shoot brother. Don't work yourself into a shoot cage fight, brother. <sighs> so they come out. They're doing the UFC entrances for them. This is fucking hilarious, Loved man. Uh, Wardlow comes out, and as as soon as he comes out, and you see it's just Wardlow, one name like fucking Madonna <laughs> or Sting, not that Sting, <clears throat> but the other Sting, not Darby's dad, but the other one. Um, you're like, okay, this is daft. Straight away, it's, this is wrestling. But anyway, they're doing the you know the, the UFC engines again, patted down, check for weapons, check their gloves, Vaseline on their eyebrows, and Wardlow comes out with his main man Sean Spears, which I guess it was just a payday for Sean. I I don't really know. Uh, Jake Hager comes out. He's got Jericho in his corner. This was fucking bizarre, man, wasn't it? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it's wrestling, so we get a lot of the story building. In the match, there's a lot of like people f- like like they knock each other over and then they kind of back off instead of doing the ground and pound. So you're like straight away like okay, yeah. realistic. But anyway, overall, this wasn't that bad actually. Fuck off. There was some fun mat wrestling in it. There was some fun strikes. Wardlow hit a Superman punch off the cage, and I mean. Can I just say that octagon must have cost him a fucking fortune, man? Tony Khan does not give a fuck. <laughs> He'll just spunk his money on anything, won't he? <laughs> when are they ever going to use that again? But uh, who knows, man? They'll probably just sell it to a local gym. They are in Florida. Um, Wardlow hit a Hurricanana in the middle of this uh, <laughs> MMA fight, which was fucking amazing. Like, can oh, you imagine man. someone doing that in real life? 
<laughs> well, I guess someone did put the walls of Jericho on in a real fight before. Randy, if you've not seen that, uh, YouTube it up. And all you shaggers out there, Google up the guy winning with the walls of Jericho <laughs> in, I think it was Bellator, and it's fucking brilliant, man. Proof that it's a really sore fucking submission. I mean, anyone's little brother could tell you that it's a sore submission. <laughs> I could tell you I mean, that. If you haven't tried to put your brother in the walls of Jericho or the sharpshooter, then are you even really brothers? True. Um, yeah, long and short of it was, Jake Hager puts in an arm and head triangle and Wardlow went to sleep, which was the finish of all of Hager's legit fights as well. So, eh, I guess there's a bit of continuity there, is that the right word? Consistency? Yeah. Something beginning with C. <laughs> um, and then there's like a teased show of respect between Wardlow and Hager, they're going to fist bump each other, as interrupted by Sean Spears the Bastard. Randy's bastard, and we get a stramash, and it's a bit reminiscent of the Khabib McGregor thing where they had a bit of a stramash afterwards in the octagon. Except from this one was scripted. <laughs> ah, who knows, mate? That last one was probably scripted as well. We'll never find out. Um, Di Malenko comes in. MGF ends up fucking clattering him. What a bastard! Prick. Um, yeah, like I said, overall pretty good. The Stramash afterwards was good, actually. I enjoyed that. I, I know I shit on Stramashes a lot, but no, I, I enjoyed that one. That was good. It gets MGF over as a baddie because he battered Dean Malenko for no reason, which was good. <laughs> yeah, MGF just beats an old guy for no good reason. Genuinely, 100% thought you were going to say at the end of the match... Wardlow and Jake Hager were teasing, fisting each other. You missed out there. Should have went with that one. I can't believe you thought this was alright. I mean, my big question was going to be, we know that you like fucking shite wrestling, but do you like shite MMA? Asked and answered, yes, Mikey does like shite MMA, worked wrestling, fair play. I mean, this whole thing, it was fucking bizarre for me. Like you said, they would hit the strikes, nobody would actually follow it up with fucking getting on the boy whilst he's in the ground. And, yeah, they had fucking Grease Boys at ringside. I didn't expect that. They got a Grease Boy each, and one of the guys took his job way too seriously, and he just, like, touched every bare part of Wardlow that he could find. And I don't blame him. I would have done the same if I was in his shoes. I liked the fucking very start, see the fucking build, sight, split screen, Hager on one side, Wardlow on the other, no intro for a dynamite before, it was just like a cold open that was there too, I was like fucking yes, proper MMA vibes, loving it, then we got to the match, it just felt like it was a fucking movie rather than a worked fight, it was weird, I wasn't fucking overly hyped with it. I like the tease at the end. Maybe we'll see Wardlow Hager 3 or even further down the line they could be fucking pals once they're done lovingly staring into each other's eyes. Right, after the match, we're fucking we're cool with the match. It's going to fucking continue in a circle pinnacle. After this match we had a weird backstage promo with Frankie, Mankey Frankie Eddie Kingston and Penta El Zero Miedo. I don't know what was happening. They were fucking 
quoting Bible stuff or some shit. They were they were just cutting a fucking promo for the main event. It was kind of boring. Next, what have we got next, Mikey? Yeah, so we cut to a backstage promo with Team Taz. You've got Taz telling Ricky Starks that Ricky needs to sort things out with Brian Cage. And then he turns around and he's like, I'm fucking sorry for leaving you behind, Powerhouse Hobbs. You know, kind of consoling him. Yeah. You don't want Powerhouse Hobbs, of all people, to get separation anxiety. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not a big dude like that. Poor old Hobbs. Um, has Powerhouse Hobbs officially changed his first name to Powerhouse? Or yes. is he still Will on his driving licence? <laughs> I guess we will never know. Oh, oh I don't. Fuck. God, I hope he has that one out. Um, so, yeah, we're getting Adam Page versus Powerhouse Hobbs next Saturday. They've laid the gauntlet down, and will Adam Page accept? Spoiler alert, he does. <laughs> um, we've got the next match, Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and All Ego, Ethan Page in a handicap match two-on-one. Am I right in saying, and I'm probably not, Maybe I'm just thinking of the games, the old WWE games, right? Mm-hmm. See back in the Fed, did they not used to do handicap matches where it was literally two men in the ring against one guy in the ring? I was just a beat down. Because that was fucking sick as tits. So <laughs> I wonder if they do that anymore. But anyway, they did their usual with the two men act as a tag team and the one dude doesn't have a tag team partner, Yeah, um, which is good. And they started beating the absolute bollocks off of Derby. And... I mean, it was it was alright to watch. Darby hits a scorpion death drop, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then, outside the ring, right? Darby gets Ethan out of the ring, cable ties his ankles together, and then rallies to start battering Scorpio, and that was cool. That was like, okay, you've sold me on this match. Even just to see someone coming up with a clever way to neutralise one of their opponents. But should that not be a disqualification? Probably. That's a foreign object, right? Cable ties. Those yeah. are the only objects that you can hit people with. I guess tables are a strange one as well, aren't they? They're always like, what's the fuck? Tell you what, what's the kayfabe explanation for tables? So if you put someone through a table that's out, like the announcer's table that's already there, I think that's fair enough. Yeah. See so if you set a table up and put someone through it. That's a foreign object, right? If they've been doing that. But they never get disqualified for that. But if you threw a table at someone, like, or you hit them like with it, like you do in the games, like a steel chair, that would be a disqualification. So, am I right in saying if you put a steel chair in the middle of the ring and you threw someone onto the chair, would you be disqualified? Yes. Food for thought. That's all I've got to say. Food for thought. Um, Darby Allen hits a coffin drop. And then Ethan Page drags him out of the ring so he couldn't get the pin. Yeah. Ethan Page got a pair of snips out of a toolbox from under the ring, which was funny bollocks. We all like funny bollocks. And then the two boys rally and they pin Darby with an ego's edge. I actually enjoyed this match. Um, I enjoyed it more once Darby get, got back into it. I didn't want to see him yeah. just get battered with his bollocks off for fucking 10 minutes. So the start was a bit grim, but after that it got good. I liked there's a bit of bit of thought process behind it, which is always good. Mm-hmm. Better than expected. Yeah, 100%. This match, uh, starting off, I wasn't fucking interested in it. 
and as soon as the foreign object cable ties came into play and Derby got a comeback, I was like, right, no, cool, we could actually win this, maybe a wee fucking snide win, but a win nonetheless. He was getting a beat and I was getting bored. Cable ties, Ethan Page kicks him out of the fucking ring, loved it. The match just started off slow, wasn't interested. We got the fucking good comeback, we fucking got the hope. We thought Derby was going to win, everyone is. Thought Derby was going to win. But nah, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, get the win. So, what's happening now? Have we still got to fucking mince around with all four of these guys? Is Sting going to come back? Is Sting going to take the two of them on in a two-on-one? I think Ethan Page has got some sort of fucking fetish for just putting Darby Allen, so this is going to last a whole other month. See, I would say it'll take us up to, like, one of the special Wednesday shows, but I don't think they've got anything planned. Saturday coming's going to be their big one, the Wednesday after that is the return to live shows, I think. So, yeah, this has just got to fucking float on for a few more weeks. I'm a wee bit bored of it, but that's just what happens, I come and I go with these. I've got a shite attention span, sometimes they get one thing right and I love it. Sometimes it just goes, and I hate it, and then I'll swing the very next week. If Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are still fucking high-ranking tag team division, get them a title shot, then get fucking Darby or Sting to interfere, and then give us a big blow-off match, and that'll be fucking the end of, end of. Moving on, next match, Orange Cassidy with the best friends taking on Caesar Banoni and the wingmen, or as Mikey probably got to call them, Randy's boys. So this is just a big Randy's Boy Club match. All my people are in it, and I love this match. It was just a pure piss take start to finish. Orange Cassidy and Caesar Bononi in the ring. Orange Cassidy's still got his double denims on, and Caesar Bononi grabs him by the scruff of the collar of his denim jacket and picks him up like a bully. Like seeing the old American TV shows when you were allowed to portray bullies as absolute cunts. It grabbed him by the collar and lifted them up off the ground and Orange Cassidy's legs are just like kicking because he's fucking helpless. It was funny as fuck. Caesar Bernone, obviously a big jacked dude, throws Orange Cassidy about like an empty trackie or an empty double denims, throws him out the ring and this is where the real fucking fun starts. He's out the ring, Orange Cassidy is, and the wingmen start giving him a makeover mid-match. So, first thing they do, first they jelly his hair and they put some spray tan on him, get him look a bit suave, and then they put him back in the ring. It's like some sort of weird fetish lumberjack match, an erotic lumberjack match. So they throw him back in the ring with his gelled hair and his spray tan, sees a Brunoni, picks him up, throws him about a wee bit more. I think he goes to give him like a fall away slam or something along those lines. And then Caesar Bononi is covered in the fake tan that they just covered Orange Cassidy in. I don't know why, I find that funny as fuck and I loved it. Caesar Bononi, the big bully, throws him about some more, puts him back outside the ring. And then second time, 
they decide that they don't like the gel in the hair so they start spraying his hair and combing it out and getting him nice combed hair and then they take B Dolph's jacket, the Hollywood hunk Ryan Nemeth and get the jacket and put that on Orange Cassidy and now Orange Cassidy is kicking about with this is it silver glittery blazer jacket and it just says hunk on the back of it it suited them but it doesn't beat the double denims Anyway, can't remember how we get to it, but all the wingmen, including Caesar Bononi, are outside the ring, same position. Chris Datlander's up on the apron, she distracts referee Rick, and then Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta come in the ring. They do a wee crisscross arm thing so that Orange Cassidy can use their arms as a platform and they just launch that motherfucker up 10 feet in there, easy. Maybe exaggerating, but good old JR does it as well. Flip him up in there, he does like a front flip and then lands on all the wingmen outside. It looked class. Then, we get back in the ring, we're getting to the end of the match now. Orange Cassidy's got the upper hand. He's about to gee Caesar Benoni the orange punch until B Dolph wants to get involved. So he gets up on the apron to distract Orange Cassidy. And then he gets his own distraction because Chuck Taylor just like slides along the ring apron and just leaning back and just like gives B Dolph a wee thumbs up. B Dolph's looking at him like, What the fuck are you on, mate? Turns back to Orange Cassidy and gets a big orange punch in the face. JD Drake didn't like that, so he comes into the ring. Referee Rick is doing fuck all about this. Mind how we said referees have specialty matches. I think Audrey is good for like maintaining order with a lot of cunts. See if there was a lot of people at ringside, she would just tell them, you out, you go over there, you stop being a dick. Referee Rick has just got no control. He's getting distracted by everybody here, right? So... His attention is elsewhere. JD Drake comes in the ring and he goes to hit a big line on Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy ducks it. JD Drake comes face to face with Chris Statlander and she just wipes him out with the biggest move in all of sports entertainment. The boop. He gets hit with a boop, he turns around. Orange Cassidy wipes him out with an orange punch. So that's two for two now. Caesar Bononi gets pissed off, he goes to pick him up, he goes to do something. Whatever Caesar Bononi's big move is, Orange Cassidy wriggles out, hits him with the orange punch, gets the win, one, two, three, whatever. Orange Cassidy wins. I liked the match, it was a piss take match. Sometimes you need these, and I really needed it at this point. I loved it. I loved the match. And now all I'm thinking is, because I had that piss take match, there's just one match that I want to see. And it's a sunbed match. And you're probably thinking, what's a sunbed match? It's like a casket match. Old school, Undertaker, Mankind, whoever it was, he was fighting. Yokozuna maybe was in one of them. Instead of it being a casket or a coffin, it's a sunbed. Orange Cassidy versus Pretty Peter Avalon in a sunbed match. The only way to win is to get your opponent in the sunbed and give them a tan. Five minutes full heat. There you go. Mikey, what did you make of the match, mate? Please tell me you loved it. Aye, so spot of the match here was B-Dolph giving your boy 
OC a spray tan, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. Yes. Um, I actually really enjoyed this match. I did actually really enjoy this match. Yes. A lot of fun spots. Uh, your boy B-Dolph was heavily featured, which always gets a pop. And um, we got a boop. We got orange punches. We got a stunned dog millionaire. Uh, and we got a group hug. And we got the pixies. So I'm taking it that you're walking away happy as fuck, Randy. Oh, yes. Just like I am. Right, so the champ is here in his t-shirt and jeans. Mm-hmm. And you'd think with all the fucking money we've spent on sending t-shirts internationally to that cunt, he'd at least put one of them on. The dirty bastard. So here he is uh, with Don Callis, Starfish Island himself, and Alex Marvez. And Kenny says, you know, he's giving all the shit about how oh, he's, he's, he's going to beat Jungle Boy and all the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. Jungle Boy turns up, because of course he does, and Kenny does his whole thing. Randy's favourite spot, he does the first one is free. Uh, but then yes. he says, so he says, the first one's free, Jungle Boy, but as soon as you take it, I'll be right up in that jungle ass. And if I was going to be, if I was able to consult with you, mate, I know exactly what you'd say. If the first one's free, it's fucking free. It is. There's no hitsy backsies. Correct. The first one's free, mate. You said free. The second one gets a hitsy backsies. Stupid. Stupid. The first one must truly be free. One punch, both walk away. Then we cut to Matt Hardy in his... I I, I don't know if I heard this right, but I thought they said his money man office. And this <laughs> no. is not an office. It's a fucking cage. <laughs> it's the kind of place you keep a tiger. Not where you'd run a business. Oh, mate. And I guess that's all I really have to say about it. Um, Christian Cage shows up. And they lock Christian Cage in the cage. Do you know what I mean? So, the bunny is there. She's screeching like a fucking goose that's been stabbed. Um, Shite? What? Yes, we'll go with shite. This was shite. Right, hold on. She sounds like a goose being stabbed. What do you get up to with your time off, Mikey? Don't answer that. Don't incriminate yourself, right? We'll just leave it. Um... Yeah, Jungle Boy wants to get up in the ass. Nope. Kenny Omega wants to get up in the ass of Jungle Boy. That was weird. That was weird. He offered him the free hit. Jungle Boy didn't even take the hit. And then he got jumped by fucking Michael Nakazawa. I want to see more Michael Nakazawa just getting fucking battered off any cunt that Kenny Omega wrongs. I mean, that's what you should be there for. Just use him as a whipping boy. Take all the heat for Kenny. From Kenny, whatever. Yeah, big build for next week. Look, give his fucking Kenny Omega Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy will win. Then, Christian Cage and Matt Hardy. That was just a weird one. But, you said that a few weeks ago. And you're going to be 100% right with this. It's going to be Christian versus Matt Hardy down the line. How do we feel about that? Is this just... Have WWE done this specific feud with these two before? I mean, I know we've probably had the Jeff and Edge. We've had the Christian and Edge. We've had the Matt and Jeff for the WrestleMania. I think you absolutely hated that match, but I enjoyed it. Christian and Matt Hardy, was that one that they were just like, we can't be bored with these two. These are the shite brothers. We've got the good brothers. 
impact have got the good brothers, the real good brothers, the Luke, An- Luke Gallows and Carol Anderson, AEW, they might have the good brothers, but they've got the good brothers and they've got the shite brothers. And we're going to see the shite brothers face off, and I'm cool with it. Christian Cage just needs to outwork everyone in the Matt Hardy montage, empire, whatever the fuck he's going off in now. Matt Hardy's members. But we'll move on. We'll move on to our... Is this our third match? No, this will be our fourth match. Jeez, fourth match? This this is just coming in quick for us, eh? Fourth match, Cody Rhodes and Brock Anderson. Is that right? Brock Anderson? That just sounds weird. Cody and Brock versus QT Marshall and who TF is Aaron Solo. Ah, like this match. I mean, I've not got any fucking spots. Cody and Brock were being the faces. QT and Aaron were being the heels. QT was being like the heel. Doing all the heel shit. It was cool. Brock. I don't know how old this boy is. He could be anywhere from like 18 to 42. It's his hairline. See if he was in WWE. Vince would just be like, shave it off, pal. That is like the only time I'll do the Vince impression. I promise. The match, it was cool. Cody was hitting out some fucking good moves, like the face moves. And then I'm just like, yeah, fucking Cody's good. I like Cody, but I don't like him with the TNT title. I like the TNT title getting past it by everybody else. I would like to see him fight for AEW, but that's not going to happen. As for Brock Anderson, Brock gets the win. How did they get the win? Was it a big spine buster? You know what? I don't even think it was. I think it was just like a wee shitty pin. But it still counts as a win, doesn't it? A win is a win. See, I can't remember. I had already got this recorded and I was sending it to Mikey, but I went to fucking edit and I lost all my hard work and I am raging. And now I'm like six days later trying to remember what was happening. FML. But Cody and Brock wins. It's either Saturday, so in a couple of days' time, if not tomorrow. Or it'll be Wednesday. You've got Cody and QT in the strap match. I think it's the Wednesday. So we're probably going to get a shite promo on Saturday from them. But, moving on. Mikey, what did you make of this? You... Please, what did you make it, mate? There was not much to this match other than Cody's doing the face moves and he's coming down the middle entrance. Right, so Cody the cunt came out with his mate Brock the golfer. (laughs) I mean, I called this last week. Brock Anderson got the pin on Aaron Solo. Yep. And it was okay. It was actually an okay match. It wasn't bad. But I'm done with this feud. I'm just done with it. Cody and QT just fucking walk away. Shake hands, walk away. That's all I can say. Where Shake hands, there? fucking walk away. Right, so we get our cool wee sit down with JR and Andrade El Idolo. Whoa. So Vicky Guerrero and Andrade El Idolo, they have a surprise. Right, so come on, Randy. What's the surprise? Do you reckon he's going to jump a champion? Do you reckon he's going to fucking jump Miro? I think he's going to jump Kenny Omega? I think he's going to go after Cody? What, what do you think is going to happen, right? What do you think is going to happen? Because all I can think in my head is that... Well, I thought he was going to go for Miro, but then Miro's kind of in his own hang. 
yeah. with Kip. They're kind of doing the Kip thing. So, I don't know, man. I'm I'm quite excited, but the sounds of things they've got something going on. So, you tell me, mate, what the fuck is Andrade El Idolo got up his fucking lovely sleeves? Right, first things first, you've missed... You missed a critical part, and I thought you'd have picked up on this, because it was your boy, Lance Archer with Jake Roberts. So, for the sake of start to finish, and I'll hit Lance Archer. He was in a wrecked house. See how Lance Archer likes to just hit random locations, fucking middle of deserts, backs of warehouses with fucking Moxley. Now he was in just, like, a wrecked house, but I don't know if he found this house or if it's his house and he wrecked it after he got pumped off Miro at double or nothing. It's probably his house and he's fucked it up, because I'd have been raging as well. Jake Roberts and Lance Archer, they were saying how Lance Archer's going to take what is his. Mate, you had your chance. You had your chance with double or nothing to take what was yours and you fucked it up. Miro made you his bitch. So... Maybe that's why Mikey just fucking skimmed over this one because you made yourself look like a damn fool, Lance Archer. You had your chance and you blew it. This is what Lance Archer needs to be doing. Lance Archer is just getting pumped for all the big matches, so he needs to get put into like the relegation zone. So see how for AEW you've got your top five rankings? You need your lower five rankings. And whoever's in there gets fucking sacked at the end of the year and Lance Archer should just like always be down there and keeps getting the wee win to keep him out of relegation zone so we'll have a AEW relegation ranking and down there you'll have the likes of Lance Archer fucking Luther he always gets pumped week in and week out the Varsity Blondes were there for a while until they started racking up wins on dark and dark elevation who else is a whipping boy these days Ah, it doesn't matter. Relegation zone, Lance Archer down there. That's his story for now on because he can't get involved in any more title pictures because he's had about... He's probably had the most fucking title matches and fucked every one of them, right? So he's out of title pictures for now on. Andrade. Andrade and Vicky have got a surprise, I don't know. I mean, he was speaking Spanish. The subtitles were going. I was fucking... My attention was gone. I seen that he was talking about championships. They says he's coming for the AEW championship and he's coming for the TNT championship. I think they've done this sit down to try and not expose his English. I don't know how his English is. It can't be bad. It can't be bad. So they tried to do like the Spanish fucking interview with JR. And uh, when I was reading it, it just didn't make sense. So you're saying he's got a surprise. I don't know what the fuck this surprise could be. A new championship. Championships. Perhaps something like that. Um, Because Andrade is going to be thinking Kenny Omega. Is it the end of this month? End of next month? Is it a AAA promotion? Like, all the information I've got is Kenny Omega is fighting Andrade for a different promotion with a different belt. Because Kenny Omega is the belt collector. So we'll see what happens there. And then maybe Andrade will come back and just fucking start whipping Kenny for more belts. Andrade the belt collector. 
for some reason I think they might debut a new belt or do something absolutely shite. Andrade to take the FTW belt. There we go. Andrade is going to take the FTW belt because I just want to book that belt now. We're moving on for there. Next, we've got Marvez with the Dark Order and Adam Page. Alex Marvez says to Adam Page, What's happening, Big Shagger? You are number two. See you're celebrating yourself with another wee drink there and your good friends, the Dark Order, who you've still not joined, by the way. What's happening there? Marvez didn't ask him why he's not joined the Dark Order yet. I'm just asking the questions that we need the answers to. Marvez asked Adam Page how he's feeling about being number two contender and how he's feeling fighting either Jungle Boy or Kenny Omega in the near future. Now I'll cover this bit first because Adam Page just kind of glossed over it. First thing, Adam Page accepts Powerhouse Hobbs match for Saturday coming. And that is where he's going to get pumped off Powerhouse Hobbs and the rest of Team Taz by hook or by crook. Oh my god. Ah, oh, Mikey, how could you have missed that pun? Team Taz are going to win by hook or by crook. So once Powerhouse Hobbs beats Adam Page, that's got to take Adam Page down the rankings a few and then get him away for the title picture for another little while because why are they going to give us anything nice this soon? But back to Adam Page in the Dark Order. Adam Page glances over the whole being number two thing, he's not thinking about it, he's wanting to big up the boys, so he's bigging up Johnny Hungy, because Johnny's shoulder's nearly healing, so he'll be back sometime soon, can't wait for that, he should be down the relegation zone, get Johnny Silver down the relegation zone, because he's been out with injury, and he fights his way up as well, loving it, love this booting. Who else does Adam Page big up? He bigs up... Number five, is it? Wee's a new mask. Was it a new jacket? Ah, oh, it's a new jacket. It's a nice new jacket. We like that. He bigs up Evil Uno. Evil Uno's disappointed because he got beat off Miro last week, but Adam Page says, Here, mate, you went out, you fought with everything you had, and you came up a bit short, but we're still fucking proud of you, mate. So Adam Page is just a sound, sound cunt. And I'm enjoying the Dark Order stuff. It's... They went from like being the heeliest heel team at the start of AEW that I despised and just wanted them off the TV and I was like, this cannot be going anywhere. Now they're just like so wholesome, so lovely. Please give us more of the Dark Order. So nothing else was happening there. Adam Page glances over it all and we'll see him come Saturday fighting Powerhouse Hobbs. Next match of the night, the penultimate match of the night, we had Penelope Ford fighting Julia Hart, and Julia Hart has the Varsity Blondes in her side. On her side? In her corner? Take whatever one of those you want. Penelope Ford still has no husband in Kip Sabian because he is fucked because Miro beasted him a long time ago. The match, Penelope Ford, Julia Hart, it was a good match. I liked the match because... I actually felt like I didn't need to tune into it to see what was going to happen because they weren't really fighting as a big fucking feud. This was just like a, 
an exhibition match, and it was just cool. Nobody, it was a even, evenish match. Nobody was really getting the upper hand. It was just some f- fun moves, fun spots. Penelope Ford showing off and hitting massive gut busters. She's a fucking strong wee lass, is Penelope. So she has the gut buster. Julia Hart's on the ground and Penelope goes to the top rope to hit a massive moonsault. Julia rolls out the way and Penelope Ford hits the ground hard. Julia Hart goes to do a split-legged leg drop. A split-leg drop, the split-leg drop, I don't know. It's like the splits, except she adds a leg drop into it. That's all you need to know. But Penelope Ford moved out the way and she just crashed the mat and hurt herself. Fair enough, what a fanny. Penelope Ford just grabs her and fucking locks in an India death lock and Julia Hart taps. It's a simple match. There was no big build, there was nothing fancy to it, it was just a technically sound wrestling match and I enjoyed it. And hopefully they just move on for there and they they don't need to do this every week. They don't need to have Julia Hart versus Penelope because it's fine. After the match, Penelope Ford has still got the Indian hold locked and the referee's fucking telling her, break the hold, break the hold, you're fucking going to kill her, man. Varsity Blondes get in the ring. They don't jump her, but they're like, come on, fucking get off her. Come on, man, get a fucking grip. You won the match, eh? Then the Bulgarian hero that is Rusev. He's not Rusev anymore. The Bulgarian hero Miro. Oh my god, the Bulgarian hero Miro. Make it a thing. Get that on a shirt. The best man Miro comes to the ring and he says, Varsity Blonde, you couple of fucking wankers. How can you be teaming up on Penelope Ford here? Her husband is still at home recovering after the whooping I gave him, and if you don't show her some respect, I'll give you boys the exact same fucking whooping, eh? They didn't take the warning. Miro starts fucking whooping on Griff Garrison. He gets fucked off. Then, they didn't really have a scrap with Brian Pillman Jr. Flying Brian Jr. They have a, they have a wee bit of scruff in... The fucking referees, the security, everybody in their maw gets involved, hods them apart, and I don't know about you, but I was thinking, yes, give me this, give me this fucking match, I want this match, but before I seen this and I was thinking, yes, give me this match, whenever the Varsity Blondes were in the ring trying to break up the Penelope Ford submission on Julia Hart, I thought, oh, this could be... See if we see Brian Pillman Jr. turning on Griff Garrison here, getting a bit aggro with him, and we get a split and we get some Brian Pillman singles heel stuff. That'd be cool if uh, Brian Pillman sided with Penelope Ford until Kip Sabian comes back. But then I totally forgot all about that because Miro came in, is it this Saturday? It's not. Because this Saturday we get fuck all. It's Wednesday coming. We get Miro versus Flying Brian Jr. For the TNT title. And I'm fucking cool with that. What are you saying, Mikey? Tell me you know what's going to happen here. I mean, Miro's got to win, but... What was your thoughts on the match? What's your thoughts on the aftermath? 
Are you buzzing with Miro versus Flying Brian for the TNT title? Or have you not even got it covered here and I'm just going to look like a fucking idiot now? Aye, uh, Julia Hart and Penelope Ford. It was alright, actually. It was an alright wee back and forth. And it ended with Penelope putting Julia Hart into her submission finisher, which I, the name fucking completely eludes me. But it looks great. It's a really, really cool looking finisher. As And Miro pops out. He's asking Penelope where Kip is and then batters the varsity blondes. Yep. That's the story. It was... Oh. Alright, actually. It's kind of pushing the storyline forward. That's cool. I'm happy with that. TNT title match. I look like a dick. So we get like a really weird video package, and it's um, FTR and Santana Ortiz, Proud and Powerful, whatever they're called now, and... They're kind of cutting back and forth between two different video packages where each team talks about how much of a shithole they grew up in. And they're like, no, my town's shittier than yours. No, my town's shittier than yours. And I grew up in the streets. <laughs> well, I grew up on a farm getting fucking battered by a pig. Well, I fucking shot somebody. It's like, well, okay, I guess you win. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, so they're obviously building up to a big tag team payoff with these two which honestly man, I can't fucking wait for and once we get that payoff we need we need FTR to be tag champs at some point right Absolutely. I guess we can't really do that without MGF having a belt so watch this space yes before we hit the FTR and Santana Ortiz before that we had fucking Britt Baker and Rebel. I'm going to say Rebel. I'm 100% wrong, but I'm going to say it's Rebel. Get interrupted by Vicky Guerrero. And she throws down the challenge that Vicky and Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker and Rebel Wednesday, perhaps. Because nothing's happening on the Saturday on Dynamite. That's going to be a weird one. We'll get that some other time. Video package. It was a weird fucking video package for FTR and Santana Ortiz. Mikey's covered it. Big point there. 100% agree. FTR need the belts. They need to get all the gold on the pinnacle by the... Oh, could we say the end of the year? We're in June. I mean, that's still fucking half a year to go. Yes. Get all the gold on the pinnacle by... 2022. That'll be cool. We get a bit with fucking my man, what's his name? Smart Mark Sterling. How can I get that? Smart Mark Sterling with Jade Cargill. I don't know what happened here. I don't know why Shapiro loves him now. It was weird. I, I don't know. I mean, Jade is just looking incredible, isn't she? She looks so much like an athlete. Put her in everything, put her in all the matches, but I don't know what they were saying. Mikey, did they have anything to say? Do that, and then get us to our main event, please. The main event that we got wrong so many times. The main event will be Frankie Kazarian, Eddie Kingston, Pentel Zero Mierdo, taking on Nick, nope, taking on Matt Jackson and the Good Brothers. What's all your thoughts, mate? I saw... Randy's boy, man in suit, and he's going by Smart Mark now. Mm. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Kayfabe be fucked. Mm-hmm. 
You should be going by Sweaty Mark. That's what you should be going as. <laughs> Beautiful Sweaty Mark. But, ugh. He, no, no t-shirt. No t-shirt for you. No t-shirt. Fucking man in suit. You stay in your suit. So Jade Cargill now has a partnership with the Toronto Four Seasons. Is that what it was? Thanks for letting us know. Yeah, bullshit promo. And now it's time for your main event main of the evening. Main. We have the trios match. Frankie the Wanky Kazarian. Whoa. Eddie the Shaga Kingston. <laughs> and Penta El Ferro Miedo. Versus the Good Brothers and Matt Jackson. So, Frankie's got a beard now, right? And it's cool as fuck. It's Mikey really Frankie. cool. But this is the weirdest motley crew of fucking nutters I've ever seen in my life. You've got Frankie Gazarian, veteran professional wrestler who looks like a veteran professional wrestler, right? He's got the body, he's got the build, he's got everything. He's got it all. Eddie Kingston. He's like your best mate's older brother who practices pile drivers on you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's got that kind of pissed off at the world vibe and that got too pissed too often body. Not that I'm slagging, mate. I've got one too. Yeah, same. And then you've got Penta, who, as we've discussed before, is some hybrid between the Joker and Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> and they're all taking on two baldies in a buck. So, I mean, it's a... <laughs> It's pretty fucking mad. So, very thrown together. A lot of fun, but um, Nick Jackson ends up hitting Penta with a spray, you know, the... And Carl Anderson gets a supercutter from the top rope for the Love win. the supercutter. Glorious, by the way. Um, the spray... All I can think of is the spray has to be their downfall one day, right? Like, they're going to get sprayed and lose the belts because they got sprayed by someone. So... They're just building up and building up and building up for that fucking spot. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Mate, I'm raging. Overall thoughts of the show? The pretty good show, I thought. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, there's a lot of build-up. Not much payoff, but that's fine. You need weeks where you push the storylines forward. And I guess we're pushing until the next pay-per-view where we get to finish some of these storylines. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm excited to see what Andrade is going to be up to. I'm excited to see how the Miro Kip stuff goes and how the Varsity Blondes play into that. And I'm kind of I'm just excited to see the Young Bucks get their fucking comeuppance. I don't I don't know how they're gonna carry this on. But that's okay. We're gonna find out. Just stick with it. That's all I gotta say. Now, Randy, you tell us all your thoughts on the main event. What did you like? What didn't you like? Give us your spots. Well, the main event I am now low-key raging that you've just planted that seed for this spray being the thing that fucks the Young Bucks because now I can't not think about it. That is definitely what's going to happen, in it? You bastard, Mikey. God damn you for being so clever and working that out. The match for the main event. It was just a fucking good wrestling match. Penta... Hitting some fucking sweet sling blades. They look so smooth. They look so fucking cool. Eddie Kingston hitting some big chops. Big, beautiful bastard chops. Frankie Kazarian showing how much of a fucking veteran he is. We're locking in a fucking chicken wing. What is that? A cross-faced chicken wing? Yeah, cross-faced chicken wing. 
Locks in one of them. Just like fucking old school moves. It looks cool. Nothing too complicated. Penta doing his usual top rope con hero. Fucking flipping over the top ropes, hitting them. It was just. It's a good match. Go watch the match. The most important thing is it's Mikey's boy that took loss in the match. Penta gets pumped. Mikey Frankie is still in the good books. And. I'm hoping to see him just have singles matches with all of the elite, the elite hunter. Why call him the elite hunter and not give him singles matches with him? Oh, send him over to Impact. Send Mikey Frankie to Impact to start fucking with the good brothers getting involved in their matches and stuff. I'm cool with that, do that, please. It'll make me want to watch Impact again. FYI. Impact has been fucking nailing it lately. You need to go check it out if you get a chance. My thoughts of the show for the week. I liked it. It was a lot of fucking about. It's not really fucking gave me anything for next week. I think we've only got like two things announced for Saturday. And then the three for the Wednesday. Nothing on the show really played forward for what's coming it was weird, but just as like a one-off show, it was cool. There were some fun matches, some fun spots, a few backstage things that just made no sense. Andrade with a surprise of some sort. Andrade's fucking exact quote towards the end it was, but you need to wait because Vicky and Andrade El Idolo have surprise. What the hell is that, have surprise? What is your surprise? No belt. Jade's signed with a fucking hotel. That's bullshit. Matt Hardy versus Christian happening in the future. I'm cool with that. And it does look as though we're going to be getting Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose for the title in a month or two, depending on how quick they want to play it. That's cool. Do that. I'll be there. Have the taking out the momentum from Orange Cassidy by now putting him up against the wingmen or will this elevate everyone involved or was this just a one and done type thing and when is Cody Rhodes going to dye his hair black again I've got so many questions that we just need to we need to power through I can't wait for Saturday and then I can't wait for the Wednesday. And then we'll get back on track for some good dynamite stuff that will just make some sense. Mikey, what have we got in store for the next week anyway? Right, it's everybody's favourite time. Let's do the predictions. So there's not many matches being announced for this special Saturday Dynamite show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's kind of half a pay-per-view or what the fuck it is. I guess a free pay-per-view, so it wouldn't be a pay for anything. So... Here we go, anyway. Let's We've go. We've got Hangman Page versus Powerhouse Hobbs. That's, that's the first match that's been announced. I've got to say that Adam Page has to win this. I, I think nah. there's going to be a big stramash. I think Brian Cage is going to come back and be involved somehow, and he's going to fuck Team Taz over. Whether that's on purpose or it's by accident, th- that that's how it's going to end, and Adam Page will take advantage, buckshot Lariat, put him down, one, two, three, and that'll be the end of the match. What are your thoughts on this, mate? I thought maybe you would redeem yourself here, but 
No. Powerhouse Hobbs needs to get the win. With the help of Hook. I won't say it again, but... Powerhouse Hobbs will win. And I guess the main match of the Saturday show... I've only got two here, so I don't know if I'm missing any. Um, Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy for the AEW title. Kenny Omega's got a win. Um, I wish Jungle Boy would win, but he won't. And I think that he's going to have to beat him by nefarious means. I don't think... I don't think he's going to beat him clean. Because they're building Jungle Boy up as this kind of Daniel Bryan... Well, no, no, he's, no they're not. I'm talking shite. Just ignore <laughs> me. But they've got that kind of like underdog thing. That's what I was going for. Yeah. Someone who's a lot better than they're giving credit for. And I just can't see a clean pin here. So I think they'll use this as a way to get Jungle Boy more over. And you can keep this storyline going for a wee bit longer to kind of keep the belt on Kenny. So I think Kenny Omega will win. And I don't know how, but I think Don Callis will fuck him over. He'll fuck Jungle Boy over. Yeah, I think fucking... I think Jungle Boy's going to win. And they're going to get in his ass. Or up his ass. Whatever they wanted to do to Jungle Boy's ass. Jungle Boy will win. But Kenny will keep the belt. And... That'll be Jungle Boy done at the top of the card for the rest of the year. They'll keep him in some pretty big feuds, but they won't uh, they won't put him near the belt again for the rest of the year. And that was all the matches that we had announced for Saturday up until time of recording. After Mikey sent his stuff through, AEW have announced a few more matches. They've got Chris Statlander facing the bunny and I'll tell you what I'll let Mikey say that he's taking Chris Statlander he didn't text me I didn't text him what the matches were but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it on the fly for him Mikey takes Chris Statlander because the bunny sounds like she is a goose getting murdered something along those lines it was weird we're trying to forget what Mikey said about that it was a weird one I'll take a bunny. Also, Dante Martin will face Matt Seidel. I'm take I'll take Matt Seidel, and I I think Mikey will take Matt Seidel, and hopefully he won't try and commit suicide during the match. And the final match that we've got announced for Saturday: Ethan Page, all ego Ethan Page, taking on Bear Bronson of Bear County. Think is he Bear County? I'm sure he is Bear County. Um, it's gonna be Ethan Page. I think it'll be Ethan Page. Mikey. I'm like eighty percent sure he'll say it's Ethan Page, or he'll say that Sting or Darby would get involved and cost him the match. But he's already went for like the Jungle Boy, Kenny Omega, Don Callis getting involved, so he might not go for a double screw. But don't worry, Mikey, I've got you. You take a double screw and you can say that Bear Bronson will win. Then we've got the Wednesday following the Saturday. Mikey, have you got the matches for that, mate? That brings us to the Wednesday shows. So we've got Britt Baker and Rebel versus Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. Mm. Okay. Uh, Britt Baker's got to win this. The only other thing I can see is Maybe fucking Vicky Guerrero pins Rebel. Yes. But 
I mean, fucking hell. Would you be happy if you had to pick <laughs> a fucking do the job for Vicky Guerrero? Nah. I reckon Britt Baker wins. What do you reckon? What do you mean, do the job for Vicky? I think Vicky has been an active wrestler longer than the rest of them, so I think Vicky's going to win. Vicky will take the pin. She's got the experience. She's She's been at this for years. Vicky will win. She can't pin Britt Baker, though. Yeah, Vicky will beat fucking Rebel. Still hope it's Rebel. Still can't get that name. We've got Miro versus Brian Pillman Jr. for the TNT title. Yes. Miro has to win this, but I think they're going to give Brian Pillman a fucking hoor of a performance. Um, my call is that Kip's going to jump Miro either after the match or during the match, but if he jumps him during, then disqualification. That might be how the match ends. But Miro's going to retain his belt. I'm going to say Miro wins and retains his belt. Yeah, mate. Miro the hero for the win. I don't think Kip will get involved. I don't think Kip is fit for a while, maybe. But it'll be a cool match. It'll be a fun match. Um, I think Miro will just make Brian Pillman Jr. his bitch. He'll lock in the game over. He'll keep it held in. Griff Garrison will come in and batter Miro for a bit and then the following week, I think, will get announced Miro versus Griff Garrison for the TNT title. It'll be cool. That leads us up to the other match we've got is MJF versus Sammy Guevara. Oh, yes. I think MJF has to win, right? It's faction leader versus faction, like, golden boy, like the protege. And I think you need to keep MJF on a winning streak for a while, give him real fucking... What's the word I'm looking for? Credence? No. Legitimacy. Give him some fucking legitimacy. Mm, Christ. Yeah. Came to me fast enough. <laughs> um, Phrasing. Um, yeah, MJF wins. What do you think? <sighs> yeah, I would think MJF would need to win it. Would he? I'm just trying to see... I'm trying to think if I can convince myself for a way that Sammy will get the win. Right, okay. Dean Malenko will screw over MJF. MJF will have Wardlow at ringside and he'll try and get the diamond ring from Wardlow passed over. Dean Malenko will get involved. Shenanigans happens. Sammy Guevara wins. Dean Malenko's there with the boys celebrating the win. And that's me for another week. Thanks very much, Randy, for putting this together. Thanks very much. All you listeners out there, all you sweaty marks, Love every single one of you. Peace and love. And you can catch us on the website, www.snapdragonduplex.co.uk. You can get all the episodes on there and download them. Send them away to wherever the fuck you want. Uh, Father's Day's gone, so send you more. We're going back to that. Um, <laughs> we're on Twitter, Instagram, all those places. You know where to find us. You know. And don't forget to fucking smash that motherfucking like button. Now, if you can just follow us, subscribe, really appreciate that. And um, thanks again. See you later. Catch us on the flip side. Mikey Mac, out. Mikey Mac, out. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah. This episode was fucked for start to finish. I was supposed to send it to Mikey. All my stuff got wiped. And I've just been 
having a fucking nightmare ever since. Apologies if it's felt rushed. We're doing our best. But next, next time, not next, next time, just next time, we've got the live show. I'm back. Mikey's back. And we're just going to have a fucking ranting our tits off for probably two hours again. We'll maybe try and keep it short and sweet, but we're going to have a lot of shit to catch up with. All those matches we just announced, the big Saturday show, the Wednesday following, I think that Wednesday with the Sammy Guevara MGF, that should be the Cody Rose QT strap match. We're just going to, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Tune in with us. Thanks for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. Take care and mind yourselves. <laughs>